Hello everybody, welcome to the Williams Project podcast and today we're going to be discussing digital marketing with James Wallace from Digital Simple. Hello James, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, what a, um, what a new offer. Isn't it stunning? Yeah. Cool. Really, really happy with it. And um, yeah, so James is referring to, we're in our new Christchurch office, it is a uh, beautiful space i'm biased but in my opinion the yeah. best space in christchurch and yeah we're just here on a sunday we both came down to have a discussion about digital marketing for williams corporation about yeah. how our businesses are going and we thought well let's make it into a podcast now for the the listeners that have been through all the episodes you'll notice that james has been with us before it is actually one of our top episodes. People yep. absolutely love that episode. I think we really nailed it. But the podcast is growing rapidly and there will be some listeners that don't know who you are. So I reckon if we could start the discussion with who you are, what you do and your background and sort of just frame that so people know. Sure, yeah. So um, I've got a business called Digital Simple that I started four years ago last week. So we've just turned four. Um, which is really cool. Uh, we've got a team in Auckland and Christchurch, about 15 staff now, um, and we specialize in digital marketing with a real focus on the sales side of things. So money in, money out, um, lead generation. We do a lot of work with CRMs, with all of that kind of stuff, client relationship management tools, tracking of leads, all the way from generating the lead right through to how you're converting them, how you're doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so... As we've grown and niched further in on that, we do a lot of work in the property space, but we, we do a lot of work in B2B, everything through to helping people sell t-shirts and e-commerce, to helping people sell forklifts, you know, in houses and, and all that sort of thing. So That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Really cool. So talk about, I, I think it needs to be discussed just how much your business is ramped up. Like you're yeah. on a non-linear growth curve. Yeah. And so like where you were when say, Actually, maybe even the Williams Corp account, but yep. into that. Yeah. Where, where you were when we met you versus where you are now, not taking credit for it. That's not the purpose of what I'm saying. I'm just trying to highlight to the listener yeah. how much you've grown. So we're, um, <clears throat> I mean, this year's been massive. Like that, uh, We're up about 300% from the start of the year already. Um, start of the calendar start year. Start of the calendar year. And, it's, and just for the people, because we didn't say the date, we are mid early to mid-July, yeah. so that is yeah. amazing growth. Yeah, we, um, I, uh, it's just been one of those ones, like the market's moved a lot, and so the importance of a business like ours, we thought last year, for example, was the best year we could possibly have, and we tripled, and we were like, this is great, um, but the market was kind of playing in the favor of people selling, because it was easier to sell anything, no matter what it was, whether it was cars, houses, anything like that, people were spending a lot more money. As it sort of tightens up a little bit, those systems that you have in place to help you sell things become more and more and more important, more and more and more valuable. We opened an Auckland office in February. That's been really yeah. big for us. Um, yeah, and, and I've just been very um, reinvest orientated. So I've just been bringing on more staff. We launched a sales role. So I've got four sales consultants now. Yeah. Um, that's been huge for us. Um, so that's sales for your business, for bringing, business. bringing people in. Yeah. yeah, so my mentality is like if we go out and we do this stuff for other people, we should probably be able to do it for ourselves. And if we can't do it for ourselves, who can we actually do it for? Bang on. Yeah. Like, And also 
part of your service can actually be helping your clients with those templates, yep. systems and processes yep. that you're perfecting every mm -hmm. day in-house. And we have this expression, drive by feel. So like I, I would be pretty certain that there isn't another full commission uh, digital marketing sales like role under any company in New Zealand. So we're like, we're going to figure this out, but you kind of back the car up until you hit the wall and then you drive forward again and then you hit something else. And you drive. So there's, we've been going through that. Yeah, That's extraordinarily valuable of a lesson to go through, like you said. So then I can go and sit down with someone and be like, oh, you don't have full commission sales at the moment. Here's what I'm going through. Yeah. Here's the things that you need to understand. Here's this. Um, we just drink the Kool-Aid. Like you should do what you're doing for other people for yourself. We've 100%. always advertised ourselves. Um, yeah. But just going to the scale of I'm going to put another five consultants in Auckland. I'm going to blow it up because that's what we do for people. Cool. And so it just makes sense that, that we do it for ourselves. And then that works, obviously, in the sense of the business is growing pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, we're probably bringing on somewhere between three and six clients a week, wow. um, which is So aggressive. what's your total... We may as well, since we're on it, we're talking of the yeah, business yeah. of your business. Yeah, 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 I was sure. actually going to go deeper into marketing, but this is a really interesting discussion. So, yeah. so how many how many clients do you run currently? Yeah. How does the pricing model work? Yeah. How, explain that. We probably float with about, I would say, around the 80 mark yeah. at the moment. So traditionally, like at the start of the year, it was about sort of 30 to 40. Yeah. A big shift for us has been the value of clients this year yeah. as well. Um, our average retainer and things like that is month by month increasing massively. Average spend is month by month increasing massively. Um, that's just through, once again, like the people that did the right things last year and stowed money away and that kind of thing turn into this year when it's a little bit tougher and they go, it's time to go. We had this sitting for when things slowed down, help us with it. And, mm -hmm. and then that turns into, you know, average spend is just up. And then Auckland market, very different again. Yeah. People spend money more up wealthy. there. Yeah, uh, people well, spend money up there. Yeah, no, definitely a more wealthy market. Yeah. A larger yeah, market, sure. so you're dealing with a larger range of clients. And yeah. if you can position yourself at the top end, well. Yeah. Um, and so within that 80, we do a reasonable amount of like campaign work. Like someone will come to us and be like, do this for four weeks or do this yeah. for that. So there's like a rotation through those kinds of people. Um, and then we also have like our, and our main business model is our people who month in, month out work with us. We try to build something over time, which is really great. Those are the people that obviously get the best return because they've got leads turning up every day, rain or shine for years. Yeah. I you, call it the yeah. factory model. Yeah. yeah. I, I always say we're not a housing company, we're a factory. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and I completely agree with you. Consistency. Yeah. You don't see like, Apple say, oh, we're not releasing a product this yeah. year. Yeah. There's always, for heading into Christmas, there's yeah. always a new iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they yeah. are a factory. Yeah. They're a factory for phones and owning the market. Yeah. And look, we, like we don't, um, at the rate that we're growing, we don't really need a lot of leads. We don't really need, like yeah. we, like my phone rings a lot, especially this year. Like we have a lot of, hey, we know who you are. We've listened to you on maybe the old podcast or we've seen some of your content. Our advertising, like I'm, I'm really big on, uh, positioning with yeah. brands and so like we've got our no profit no fees offer things like that that have done a reasonable job of kind of shaking the marketplace up we have no contracts with any of our clients we've got things like that that we're quite loud about because mm -hmm. of that people are starting to sort of realize who we are mm -hmm. we could essentially turn ads off and continue growing but you can't that's that, that's my mentality and when clients talk to us we're like no don't stop now because in three months if you need those leads you're going to regret not generating them now 
you don't know what's just around the corner. So we just we're the same thing. We just keep inquiry coming in. You're you're a hundred percent right. Like we we when we started in Australia, as you know, yeah, we started advertising really early in Australia, way before we had product to sell. Yeah, and the salespeople complain. They're like the person's calling up saying, "Can I buy a house?" And we're like, "No." And I'm like, "Good." Keep yeah. saying no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds me. Um, do you watch Archer? Not really. No. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There's an episode where he's so Archer's like a cartoon James Bond, and there's an episode where um, the undercover in a restaurant and there's a phone ringing, and there was someone's job just to say no, we can't have you tonight. Yeah. Because it was building the yeah. um, what's the word the position of the restaurant, and they had a secret phone that you ring, and that's how you get a booking. Yeah. This actually really smoothly leads me into something that I didn't know whether we were going to talk about today or not, but we're, uh, as of tomorrow, uh, not taking on any more new build clients in Christchurch. So we, we've hit a saturation point down here where we're like, the value that we provide to the people that we've got on board is the most important thing to protect here. Yeah, I know the market is big, it's big enough for everyone, but it provides an extraordinary amount of extra value of everyone that we're working with currently, talking to currently, we go, hey, we really like you guys you've had our back through the market being a little slower, things like that. Now things are picking up, you're starting to move some stuff, life's looking good, we're not bringing anyone else on. We've got Auckland, we've got Wellington, we've got Hamilton, Tauranga, got all of these places we can go find clients. So we're just gonna call the new build property space here, keep the people we've got and roll into that. Um, And then it will just be one in, one out. That's the only way that it works. I love that so much because let's say, let's say you can take the top for the sake of the argument, let's just say there's 10 in the top yep. and you can get five of them as clients, yep. right? Which would Making probably be up. about... About right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Those five people are going to control, what, 30, 40% of the market anyway? Yeah. Like if yeah. you get the top echelon, yeah. they own the market, they will pay you the proper fees. Yeah. You get the exclusivity yeah. component of the transaction. Yeah. And then you just replicate that by doing it in multiple cities. Yeah. And that's how you take your business to infinity. And we can go, because of this new consultant like role we've got, I can just plonk an office in Hamilton, yeah. put three consultants in there. It's no need to put like all the team in crushes. We've got a massive office down here. We've got all that sort of stuff. They can do the ads, but we can just put salespeople there, protect that face-to-face interaction, which I think, especially in digital marketing and like these new sort of businesses is ignored. Mm. People go, oh no, we'll just jump on a Zoom call. We'll do, I don't like that. Like, yeah. Get in front of people, the service side of things I learned from MediaWorks back in the day. Yeah. That's so important, um, but we can do that and just go around to it and then also really protect the product yeah, we cool. provide. That's it cool. doesn't give people an advantage. Let's let's say, and and I'm not saying that we're the best at it, but let's say the say clients, that, yeah, yeah, we're probably, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, but but when you, especially if you look at say property, for example, right, like your account's been huge for us. Yeah, we work with a lot of people in the space, and we provide an enormous amount of value to to a lot of them, um, especially, and it's it's shown through this year um, because they're still moving stock, and people aren't moving stock right yeah. now, and so there's like there must be something to it, right? 100%. Is it, whatever it is. And so if everyone has that same advantage, it squares the market off. No one's got an advantage. Exactly. And so we're just at a point where there's, our, we also, we're very non-financially motivated as a business. Like I, I'm a big believer in capitalism and all that sort of thing, but I'm a long-term, mm. it will pay off in five years kind of orientated person. And so we're like, if we do an amazing job for these people, they never leave. Whereas if we just, bring more and more and more and more and you have that client churn thing which is a classic in digital marketing it's probably the, the thing the uh, industry 
deals with the most. Yeah. So the bigger is like that client comes on, three months later, client leaves, you have to bring someone in to replace them. It's much harder to bring a new client as than it is to Because like our account, we started with you, what, three years ago? Yeah, coming up on three years. Yeah. 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 And it's just we're paid every, every month. month. On for time. three years? Yeah. Yeah. That's never, value. And That's... never had a discussion anywhere other than we probably have a yearly, yeah. we need more money, which yeah. is fair because yeah. our marketing budget goes up. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's the only. Now, I think we have to discuss our model. Yeah. And I know that you probably wouldn't recommend the model we have to 99% of was, clients. Yeah. But, but we have to discuss yeah, it. Yeah, that's right? where it has to start. Yeah. So, yeah. so our model, um, we have. We have a rule that we never rely on anyone for anything. Yeah. And for an example is even at senior management, yeah. you have myself and Blair, yeah. co-managing directors. I could do all of Blair's tasks and Blair could do all of my tasks. Yeah. And if one of us got hit by a car, the business would just keep rolling. Yeah. Right? I would like to believe if I wasn't here, it wouldn't be so awesome. But that's completely semantics. Yeah, yeah. Right? From a practical point of view, from a manual point of view, from a task by task point of view, yeah. Even senior management has redundancy. Yeah. And flowing down the machine, everything has redundancy. So then when we got to marketing and we built our relationship with James, James does a really good job. And I'm not just saying this because you work with us, I'm not saying this because you're my yeah. buddy. You, you're fucking good at what you do. Appreciate it. But again, we couldn't have our business completely relying on James because like yeah. James says, he services essentially our competition, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So then we thought, well, how do we do this? Do we bring in another consultancy firm that didn't quite sit with us? Yeah. So we built our own marketing team and we have James's team and we run a competition. Essentially, so, yeah. yeah. And it started, <laughs> as you can imagine, if you put an internal team and an external team and you square them off against each other. And I, I'm, I'm not actively sitting there setting up the ads every day, right? So it's my team versus your team, mm. essentially. And there's a, maybe a little over-competitive at the it's start. It's fantastic, though. Yeah, yeah. But that's now balanced out in a thing where I think everyone's realised no one's coming for each other's jobs. Yes. All we're trying to do is just do the best possible job, produce the most leads for the lowest amount of money, sell the most yep. houses. Um, and it's created this incredible dynamic where... My team don't sit in your offices every day. Yeah. They don't know the conversations that are going on internally, but they run a shitload of Facebook ads, yeah. right? like an unimaginable <laughs> amount of Facebook ads every day. Your team have the advantage of being in here. And so we're constantly testing like things against each other, yeah. but it's in a, um, there's influence that's different. And crosses over. Yeah. Exactly. And so we'll lose some campaigns. Yeah. We'll win some campaigns. Yeah. And, and it, it just means that all that we're really doing is actively testing at such an aggressive rate that you couldn't do with one internal team because my guys are going to have the same set of inspiration Bang on. the same process. It, it just changes the dynamic. A lot. I want to dive deeper into that because what you're saying is really interesting. It's really easy to get caught up in your own bullshit. Yeah. And I notice it all the time in Williams Court. Yeah. And I've made a real effort with our multiple cities, multiple countries. I try to keep teams relatively separate because I don't like people getting caught up in their own bullshit. And you're going to get this advantage as well because, because now you're multi-city. Yeah. You just have someone come in from the from the side yeah. and just nail an idea. Yeah. Like when we first went when we first started in Australia, I had a meeting with the guys from Social Garden who yeah. were probably pioneers in the space. Big over there. Yeah, Big. pioneers in the yeah, space. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we've done some research. 
New Zealand, you guys are going well, we see what you do, really good. You'll find in Australia, ads are 25 to 30% more expensive than what you're doing in New Zealand. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. Yeah. More competitive market, that makes sense. Yeah. We then um, ran some ads and they were exactly 25, 30% more expensive. And we're yeah. like, oh, okay, that is what it is. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we got our messaging right and they were 30% more. Yeah. half the <laughs> yeah. price. Yeah. yeah. Right? But I'm not convinced we would have done that without the competition component. Yeah. We could have just sat there and said, oh, yeah. well, that's what we were told. That's the status quo and accepted yeah. it. And it, I actually think it was your team that yeah. first dialed in yeah, the yeah. Australian yeah. ads. Yeah. And then all of a sudden our team looked at your team and they're like, fuck. Yeah, that's then, looking real good. It was thirty dollars a lead, and now we're producing them for twelve bucks. Yeah, like, shit. How do we, you know? And, and yeah, but but it moves it forward so fast. Yeah. Plus, we have a, an internal model which is every ad every day, and so that's that's a thing that we learned through managing such big spends. And and we're, um, I th- we're Facebook. I think they changed the term. It's like premium partner or something. But yeah. from what I can understand, we're the only one in New Zealand based off volume of spend that we manage. That's cool. Um, and. You can't do that without looking at every single ad that you've got live every single morning. Um, we then rolled that out and I'm, uh, for you guys, so now you get a report every morning at seven in the morning that shows every ad you're running, every cost per lead you've got, everything that's going on so that everyone fully understands everything that's happening all the time and then you just tweak so aggressively. That's the only way. Facebook will optimize things, Facebook will, things will improve over time that but if if you've got an ad that's spent two three hundred dollars and it hasn't produced a lead that's not going to turn around and become <laughs> an ad that's ten dollars a lead right yeah so you turn it off and you replace it and you do that daily then you get to the point of that like optimization and, and things start moving the way they're supposed to yeah, yeah. no that's fantastic um because yeah i i actually need to, to discuss that so James was the first person that created an automatic Google Data Studios report that got sent to me each morning. And I looked at it the first morning and I was like, cool, James. I said, what's going on? You're like, oh, that's automatic. And I looked at it and I'm like, holy shit. I've now taken that. Yeah. I do one for the company. Yeah. Have you seen that company report? No, I haven't. I'll show it. you after this podcast. You'll yeah. die. Yeah. Every department. Yeah. Line by line. Yeah. Margins. Um, margins, volume of leads, yeah. size of pipeline, projects and due diligence, yeah. everything, and it's automatic. Yeah. yeah, cool. We now do one parallel with your ads, yeah. which is a full marketing report yeah. that has like web traffic, web conversion, every yeah. website, every social media platform, yeah. like our t- how our TikTok's performing next to our yeah. um, Twitter. Yeah. Unreal. And you yeah. did that. Well, yeah. you inspired me on that when I first got that report because I looked at it and I'm like, what amazing technology. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's not too deep, right? Because we all know, like, and because you're a classic, I do this as well, I was like, I've got the Facebook ads app on my phone, I'll sit there and just scroll and like look yeah, at yeah. what's happening. But you need the ability to, when you're busy, have a snapshot of everything that's going on and know that nothing's on fire. And yeah. so that's what the report does so well. Um, for clarity, we don't have a single other client get a daily report <laughs> because it would actually cause big issues. We also don't have any other clients that are spending five ten, and a half million. Yeah, yeah, like 10, 15 grand a day on ads, probably more. I actually um, did the maths while you were talking before because I was like, yeah. what's 15,000 a day times? Yeah. It's about 15 grand a day. And so obviously a lot can happen over $15,000 worth of spend. Mm. If you're spending 10 grand a month on ads, you don't need to see every $300 that's spent what's happening. And if we, 
actually it would probably just hurt clients because they'd see this ad go up and then no leads come through and be like, what's going on? It's like, no, no, this is just a part of the process that we go through. We, you know, we deal with this every day. Um, but yeah, so the, the model touching back on it is essentially our team aggressively test in competition against your team aggressively testing with all budgets split down the middle. And then it just creates a really good competitive environment. Mm. Um, we've seen the opposite a lot of the time when people have gone and, and we're always, like I said, we've got no contracts with any clients. We're super respectful. If someone's like, hey, I've decided that I want to bring marketing in-house. We're always like, I'm really happy for you, especially if their business has grown to a point where they can do that and we've been a part of that growth. Mm. Our job is always to make people bigger. We've seen that end in tears a few times because people have this classic thing where they go, it's just social media, anyone can do it. It's really easy. All you do is write some text and put some images in. It's not at, at scale and, and, and the way that it, if you want it to work really effectively and create sales, it, it doesn't quite flow like that. Um, but this is a really prime example of, I think, we probably created the system in the first place way back three years ago when we moved from messenger to lead forms we did these things, all of a sudden we saw this big jump in sales, this big jump in leads. We were like, fuck, we're really onto something. That then turned into like, if you sell a house now in Christchurch, you advertise it on Facebook, you use lead for, like everyone yeah. follows the model, we right? Made the model. Yeah, so then I think this is kind of that like evolution of that model yeah. is the how aggressively can you actually test ads? How, you know, and so now, I mean, you've got a team of what, eight marketers internally? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, but remember, a big half their day is content marketing mm. as well. So mm. like, it's not all. Yeah, a lot of it's whatever stuff we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, eh? Yeah. Well, we've 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 got we've got to get past um, the hundreds of millions into the big B. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's way. really hard to hit the big B. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it's really really fun, and and what's cool about our relationship is. I used to handwrite every ad myself. Yeah. And like that's what people yeah. forget. Three years ago in Williams Corp, yeah. I was there sitting yeah. down each day. Yeah. I would write the ads. Yeah. And you took, it was essentially my phone. I handed the login over to you. Yeah. And you took over that. Yeah. And it was, you, you'd also had a couple of agencies have a crack beforehand as well. I can't remember. Yeah, and like leads had died off and things like that. Yeah, um, yes, no, you're right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had. Yeah, that was one agency. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, it's not like uh, hands down, and once again, I'm not gassing you up or anything like that. But the best internal marketer that we've ever jumped in and started working with three years ago, you were so far ahead of the ball. It's not even funny. All of the systems weren't necessarily what would be defined as like best practice. Yeah. But they worked. Yeah. And you couldn't take that away from it. We had people manually taking leads out of Facebook Messenger and loading them into Zendesk. Like, it was carnage, but it was Works. working. It worked. And so then if you take like that base concept and put all the like flashy marketing stuff, the automations, like all that kind of things in play, scale the budget up, it turns into something really cool. Well, we, that year, I'm pretty sure the year you took over with me, we spent three I'm pretty sure we spent 300 grand yeah. and wrote 300 million of sales. Yeah, it was pretty much bang on. We were we were almost to the point that it was like comical. Yeah, every hundred leads we would do a sale two months later. So oh, I remember I the do. first. I um, should check. I should. Check I reckon I could rattle all these numbers almost off the top of my head while you were voting. <laughs> so the first month we started working with you, the month before you'd had about 2,100 leads. The first month we started working with you was about 6,400, 6,500. 
And then two months after that, you did your biggest month ever in sales, 64. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And it was like, I called you and I'm like, guess what it was? Yeah. Oh no, you called me because it gets posted in our group chat. Yeah. And you're like, exactly two months ago, we generated exactly yeah. that much. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was like crazy. Yeah. And that was in a market that wasn't last year's market, right? Like it was a very normal market that we did that in. Um, so now our closure rate slips. So now on our total database, We've got um, 272,000 people and we've transacted with 2,150 of them. But yeah. do remember, one of those clients bought 33 houses. Yeah. So there's things yeah. like that that will the nuances. Yeah. But it will always, it will always over time stay relatively close. You might have a slip of 10% or something like that, but it, it will stay within well, that kind of mark. I've I'm now setting up a better quality process to communicate with our database yeah. and essentially the call center. Yeah. And so I think I can get that closure rate back up. And this, this is something that's probably worth touching on as well with, um, in comparison to our podcast we did two years ago is a big change in our business has been the, it all falls apart at the weakest link mindset. And so like I've seen some horrific, horrific examples of generating over 2000 leads for a development salesperson won't make calls they do no sales like i've seen these things as the sales processes improve as things like that improve you actually have the ability to control your closure rate there too mm. um, so it's not just cost per lead and that's where like having such a good crm having things like that gives you so much information on the way that it works yeah. we're, we're big advocates of that we won't touch anything for no profit no fees if they don't have a crm we're not yeah. using a google sheet we're not, you know, like it's, yeah. and there needs to be a process in place because, you know, it's something like that's a partnership, right? Um, there has to be like a, um, yeah, a, a mutual thing there where everyone's on the same page and working towards towards the same thing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like it's, businesses are notoriously really bad at sales. Yeah. And what happens is, and no business understands their data. You meet yeah. a salesperson at a pub, you ask him his closure rate, he'll tell you 30 to 40%. Yeah, no, no, that's my favorite. Is they're like, no, no, we close, we close half the leads we get. So just generate us 10 leads. I'm like, it's not you how don't. it works. Yeah, it's not how it works. Like, but but that's like, if you don't have a CRM, they're thinking about those 10 people that walked into the show home on Sunday, you know, and they'd already seen you and inquired and you yeah. and, and they, they forgot about the two in the morning because they hadn't had their coffee. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, yeah. It, I, Sale, yeah, salespeople and, and the dealings that we have with them are probably the most entertaining part of my job. Um, but they're an essential piece they are. of the system. I would argue probably the most valuable um, because without money coming in, nothing else really works. You can't solve all problems with sales, I don't think, anymore. I think you can run yourself into trouble, but like having a sales system will change everything about your business. And a good salesperson could make that system twice as effective as a bad one. Yeah. So it's just an important, important piece of the puzzle. So let's talk about, because you and I both have a support team in the Philippines. I have one guy that <laughs> oh, we work with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, mine's not as, yeah. yeah. He's, I just like him, his name's Mark, he's real cool. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't actually like uh, need it, I yeah. would say. Um, and we're, yeah, but he's a funny guy. Like he's, he's, he's been a part of the team for probably three and a half years now. We just keep him around. Cool, he's, that's yeah, yeah. fantastic. And yeah. talk about, um, am I gonna embarrass you by talking about your wiffles or, yeah? No, 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 no. <laughs> Tell so, us about your wiffles or so, whatever they're called. Yeah, so I have a, um, 
I'm not the most uh, emotionally intelligent person in the world, I wouldn't say. And um, I have some uh, really cool uh, staff, but they care a lot more about kind of the way that people uh, feel. They're super, they love that like engaging communication kind of thing. So I do a lot of work with a, um, with a business coach and a big weakness that he pointed out was my lack of uh, communicating with my team about how they feel and things like that. <laughs> so what, what we do is we have that, I mentioned the every ad, every day uh, thing that we do. So every morning at 9 a.m. we go through every single ad that we've got live for every client. I'm involved in that meeting pretty much every morning. Um, every now and again, if something urgent pops up, I won't, but the team's more than capable to do it without me. But it's just important I've got a grasp on it too. At the start of that, we do something called a whiffle. So you say, what I feel like expressing is, and then you can express anything that you like, and then you have to ask another member of the team what they feel like expressing. And honestly, makes a huge difference to team culture. I thought it was crazy. Yeah. I, it's really good. Okay. Um, really, yeah, like I, I actually am a big advocate of it. My staff come in, they're like, I've been telling my flatmate about it and now her work's doing it. Like people really respond to it, right? Um, and it, it gives me good insight because they'll sometimes they'll come in and they'll just be like, fuck, what I feel like expressing is I had a massive fight with my boyfriend last night or whatever it is. And then you're able to actually sit with them and be like, what do you need to do to still be able to be effective today with what's going on? Whereas someone might just keep that internal and mm-hmm. not actually, and then they just will run at 60% capacity for a full day because they're dealing with stuff in their head. You can often be like, go for a walk for five minutes and come back. And then they're back at 80. Completely so. agree. What I feel like expressing, James, is this podcast is going legendary. And I think we need to dig deeper. Yeah. Let's grab a coffee and keep going. Okay, sweet. So we're coffeeed up, ready to rock and roll. I think our next topic, our next topic needs to be someone who's involved in the digital marketing space. Yeah. Obviously, you just say, call me. But yeah. what is your training in digital marketing? What would be your your mental frameworks in which you go about it? We've covered the every ad every day, which I yeah. love. Yeah. Constant time and attention. We've covered yeah. the automatic reporting. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But I'm thinking more mental frameworks to writing an ad is there a thought process you go through this is um so because i'm i'm a sales background and i'm naturally like a storyteller like it's it's the way that my brain works it's probably the biggest thing that i've had to focus on with my internal team um is the exceptional reading data creating images like doing all these things like that but copy they fall into rhythms one thing that I will say is you can probably, like if you're in Christchurch, you can probably spot one of our ads. Like if you see, and we had a client at our office woman on Friday say, yeah, I didn't realize how many people you're working with, but now that I've got your kind of thing. Your template. But in the same breath, they're like, and you started work with us eight days ago and we're working with five buyers. So they're like, it's it's just like, it works. But um, probably a huge person that I, uh, I follow who I think might be the best at this is Sabri Subi. Who runs yeah. King Kong and uh, and Oz? He's the bold one. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like. I, I think um, he goes. They really love that like super long form copy. The real like you see the ads and you click see more and it drops like you know past the bottom of your phone screen that kind of thing. He likes a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, that we've tested 
as much as we can and I can't see a situation where it clicks. Um, <laughs> Strange, but, eh? See, yeah. that wouldn't work for me because I can't read very good. And <laughs> internally, like I said, like I'm a storyteller but I'm not a story listener to. Yeah. Like I, I like, I like, so our big thing is probably if you're, if you want to remove the most issues with your copy is look at it, say in the first like, do I get what this person is talking about? Yeah. Would be the biggest thing that I think people fuck up because they go, uh, I live and breathe this business. I work in it every day. I have a great product. I have this. And because of that, everyone will just know that. They don't. They have no idea. So our, our, probably our own personal marketing might be the best example of this, I think, is no profit, no fees, no contracts. Yeah. Catchy. Gets, says a lot about the business that doesn't need to be said about the business. Mm. I get people ring me up and be like, I've been looking for someone like you. They don't know anything about me. They've got no idea, yeah, but they've cool. seen no profit, no fees, no contracts. So a really bold positioning statement or a really strong who you are is probably the base of all of copy. Then if you can get that across in the top line yeah, or be really clear, I think people, sales and marketing are classic for thinking that they can trick people into buying things or trick people into this. Truth is, we don't want someone who doesn't want digital marketing to come into our pipeline. Yeah, We want someone who wants a marketer. They want someone who's committed to seeing them win. They want this, they, you know, they want us. We need to tell them who we are as quickly as possible, give them a smooth route to inquire with us, and then that will win overall. And so it's the same with like, I have a two bed townhouse for 579 in this location. That should be the base of the ad, right? Mm. You know, you can go into all the depth of like a rental guarantee, a 10 year warrant, like all of that. That's all great. Those are great selling points, but they're probably selling points that need to be explained by your sales team. Secondary. Secondary, yeah. So, so the purpose of advertising is get across who you are efficiently in a way where people can, because there's this thing where like, consuming information uses calories right and your yeah. brain naturally will try to conserve calories as much as possible so the more you waffle the more you do that kind of stuff the less direct you are with your messaging the less people are actually going to take in the messaging you're trying to get across which leads to less leads less people know what you're about less this yeah i always love to challenge people whenever they're talking about their business to be like you got a sentence tell me who you are tell me what you do one sentence no matter what I'm yeah. like we run online marketing that makes people money my sentence it's, it's like fantastic not, yeah and yeah. it's like and there's a million other th- we build websites we build we do it it all falls under this one sentence that like yeah. capitalizes everything and i know you could rattle one off yeah um that's the first step yeah 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 and then every single ad that you create should be following that thing because if you look at like for example the williams corporation brand that's that's grown over the last three years affordable to buy affordable to live in and affordable to maintain where you can live work and play yeah 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 great <laughs> but, but because you you've spent an enormous amount of money on marketing over the years right with this constant theme of the business the whole way through everyone knows who you are without really running any branding messaging that's zero that's the key. The, yeah. i want to dive into this yeah i want to dive I'm extremely anti-branding. This is why. Williams Corporation myself would be seen as hyper-wealthy and hyper-successful yeah. compared to most businesses. Yeah. And I don't see any budget for us to do branding. <laughs> yeah. So with me, my resources and my people, 
every dollar I put in the marketing column, that's not true, 95% of dollars yeah. in the marketing column are lead generation. Yeah. 5% is a nice video about who we are and why we yeah. matter and why we care and all that stuff. Which is important. Which and, is important, and, and like, but I think that's your content marketing, yeah, so not like, your paid marketing. My buzz at the moment is LinkedIn. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm deeply introverted as a person. I hate people knowing what I've got going on. It's actually kind of played in our favor this year because like I said, we've tripled since the start of the year. No one knows what's going on with us. These podcasts and these recent LinkedIn posts and stuff like that are kind of like the here we are, this is what we've done. We're yeah. at that point over the last kind of month where it's, but I put a post on LinkedIn the other day and reached 79,000 people for free and then was out for dinner in Auckland and someone came up to me and was like, I saw you on LinkedIn the other day. There's real value in that. And so yeah, if you look at like cool. the, the content that you post on Instagram, like the regularity of that kind of stuff, that does stack up. But what we're talking about is touch points, right? You can get touch points through a lead generation ad the same way as you can get it through content. So putting if LinkedIn is free and if LinkedIn is a good audience LinkedIn advertising isn't very good in my opinion and, and we've done a lot of testing on it it's been a lot of money there it just doesn't work for me yeah um, but if I can put a post up once a week on LinkedIn and it can reach on average 10,000 people that's 10,000 people more a week that I am talking to for zero outlay and I like sitting down and typing shit on my phone like it gets me in a good Right, yeah. so now every morning I just block out a little bit of time. I'm going to start doing a weekly email as well and i just just going to waffle, put something up. I've got a notes thing on my phone where I'm collecting ideas as I'm learning shit along the way. Um, that's great, but it should all be backed on. All my money, all my advertising spend goes into how can I generate leads. That's it. Love it. Yeah, I, I, yeah I've actually got two things I want to cover. First, we released our largest ever development. It was called the Manchester and it was beautiful, yeah. right? beautiful building, beautiful marketing. You yep. said as you walked in, you looked at the book and you're like, shit, that looks good. Yeah, yeah. And this is where my team, we do have some great marketers, right? And you look through the imagery and the text and the layout and the wee bits of gold on the book and it's yep. like elegant. Yeah, I picked it up and threw it in front of one of our marketers. I'm like, what's wrong with this? And um, this is Primrose over in our Australia team and she flicked through it and she's like, I don't know, I think it looks great. And I'm like, point to me where it says for sale. Yeah. They wrote the whole book yeah. and they forgot to put for sale. And I'm like, you got, and, and I know it's clear that it's for sale. It's yeah. written in a man, but it's yeah. not said. Yeah. It's not yeah. said, this is for sale and we want you to buy it. Yeah. And we're here and we'll do what's right by you. We yeah. want you as a customer. Yeah. Purchase this product. Yeah. And call this number, email this person, yeah. do this Credit thing. when credit's due, they did have the... Um, the buy process and they yeah. did have the contact information but they yeah, just yeah. didn't have the two magic words yeah for sale yeah yeah so yeah. anyway leading on and my team will listen to that and roll their eyes but <laughs> like but um leading on to that um when williams court first started i believe i had one of the strongest personal brands possibly in New Zealand, especially yeah. in Christchurch. Yeah. Not in New Zealand, because you have people like John Key. But, but like Christchurch, yes. For, for a new person into business yeah. in Christchurch, yeah. I would have had one of the strongest personal brands that existed. Mm -hmm. And I looked at Williams Corporation as a business, and I looked at me, and I saw it as a problem. And I'll tell you why I saw it as a problem. I didn't want Williams Corporation to be the Matthew Horncastle show. Yeah. In the same way, I love Elon Musk. Yeah. I think he is a fucking legend, possibly yeah. one of my top idols. Yeah. Right. 
but I believe his businesses are too Elon focused. Yeah. And yes, it's worked to his benefit. Yeah. But if he dies, if he has a problem, those businesses will suffer incredibly. Because yeah. you name one other person at Tesla. Yeah, yeah. One of the most valuable companies on earth. You can't tell me another person there. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a mistake, I think. And I don't think yeah. that's right. I don't think that's the right way to run a business. So I've purposely taken a huge step back from the camera, from the mm-hmm. limelight, and I've reduced my personal brand significantly because I wanted Williams Corp's brand and Williams Corp's people to come through and develop it. Now I think Williams Corp's reached a real brand maturity yeah. and I'm gonna step forward again. Yeah. So part of my next trip to the Philippines, um, I'm gonna build my marketing team yeah. for my Matthew Horncastle marketing team. Yeah, nice. I've yeah. got a book that I'm writing which I'm about to publish. Yeah. And I'm going to push my personal brand harder again, which is going to stand as a brand next to Williams Corp. Yeah. For lead generation, for credibility. Yeah. We, I've, I've made the decision we're going to go public. Yeah. So that needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, it's, only, it's 20 years away. So, yeah. But we need to start thinking about that messaging and that branding because we're going to go public for many billions. Yeah. Right. We have to start yeah. planning this shit 20 years out. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. What is your opinion, being in my opinion the best in the New Zealand marketing space, about yeah. that relationship in personal and business branding? Yeah, great, great question because the timing of it is because I'm doing similar things yeah. to you at the moment. So the biggest thing that that I struggle with is I actually personally really struggle to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I find it really challenging to publish content myself talking about my business, yeah. talking about things like that. But if I get into a room or something, I love nothing more than to sit down and talk about what we do, talk about the business. I think that there's an enormous amount of value that's added from someone who's say tripled their business in six months. That person has insight that they should be sharing Completely with the world. Agree. The same way as you look at someone who's under 30 that's built a business that does hundreds of millions of dollars in sales a year, you have to you almost have like an obligation to be releasing insight and things like that at that point and telling people about your journey, what you're doing. Completely agree. Like, you have a duty, as Andy Frisella would say, you have a duty to the next generation Mm -hmm. to inspire and train excellence. It's not quite as quote. Yeah, but then that's the perfect segue. I'm stoked you just said that. Your personal brand can turn into money. And Andy Frizzella is probably the best example of this, I would say, out there at the moment. Like, what he's done from a strictly personal... Like, I I listen to his podcast. I love his stuff. I did 75 Hard and all the phases last year. Like, I'm a big advocate of all his things, right? I haven't once heard him talk about a supplement on his podcast. In his early, early early MFCEO podcast, Mm -hmm. he would quite often talk about the excellence... He would talk about how he trains his people and his yeah. expectations, yeah. but he would never mention his product. Yeah, but first form is big. Yeah, like huge. Big. You watch Proper. those pictures, yeah. Hey? yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, sure, first form has grown off its own merits, and if they didn't have a phenomenal product, they didn't have all this sort of stuff. But the asset, and the, this is the biggest thing that I, I keep sort of going back to when I'm thinking about the way that marketing's changing at the moment and the evolution that it's sort of going through is the asset we're all competing for here is genuine attention. So like the most important thing is like, if someone sits here and listens to this podcast, I've had 43 minutes talking to someone that I've never met before, Mm. 
and if that person is inspired by marketing or wants to know something, I've created a genuine relationship with that person without ever speaking to them once. Um, that's extraordinarily valuable. That pays yeah. off over time, but it's like a compound interest thing. So yeah. it's slow. So my, my mentality towards it is like, you should build a sales engine that just produces revenue for your business. And mm-hmm. that's leads, that's sales teams, that's CRMs, that's all that sort of stuff. And then take resource from that and dump it over here into a personal brand, into the business's brand, into that sort of thing. And you should be the best at both. That's, that's the way that you get to an unbelievable point by being yeah. better than everyone at all of them. And so I don't like personally the daily LinkedIn posting that I think that it's got to be really authentic. I think that the way that you put out content should be the way that you want to like absorb content. So if yeah. I see, I think Instagram stories and stuff are a good place for high frequency. Yeah. I think LinkedIn, longer form, give insight into your personal life, the things you're going through, do things like that. Do it weekly-ish, could turn into something massive. Um, same with yeah, just content in general. Per, yeah, that sort of thing. We'll do a Do you know who's a really too. good example in the personal brand space right now? Um, Alex Hermes. Hermes? That's how you say the last Hermosi. name? Hermosi. Hermosi. Best book I've ever listened to. Did I send it to, to you? Yeah, best yeah. book I've ever listened to. 100 million, oh, so good. I've got it out there in the bookshelf. Yeah. yeah. But then beyond that, he's broken Instagram like he because he he's a person who really didn't exist up until yeah. 100 million dollar offers like he, no one really knew who he was unless you were like in the fitness industry or you and then you might have idolized him a little bit but very very under wraps through that period of time he's learned an enormous amount of things he's deeply knowledgeable on sales and a lovely voice he's so well spoken and has a very strong brand between unique the beard face and as the, well yeah like I don't yeah his sorry not a face appearance yeah he is a unique individual. Mm-hmm. Like you don't look at him and go, oh, he looks just like such and such. Yeah. He looks no. just like him. He is Alex Hormozzi. <laughs> yeah. And you're not going to go find a clone, right? Walking around in like short, cut off shorts and crops. The flannel. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like rich, like has created enormous, enormous wealth through what he does. Like really, really, pro- probably one of the best. And then his content that he's releasing is extremely high quality at extremely high frequency playing to the strengths of the apps. So he, he leans on like Instagram reels, for example, really heavily. Um, I don't really do the TikTok thing, but I think he's got quite a good presence there as well. Short form video, punchy, high value, does it really well. The one person that we've probably got to mention is Andrew Tate as well. Yeah, um, Tate. <laughs> Take him or leave him, that, that's a whole nother discussion. But the system that he's built where he pays creators to build content for him and then publish it in mass in short form video is one of the smartest that I've ever seen. And, and the way that he's like created attention, no one even knows who he is. I think Tate, what Tate does a good job of, and I'm not comparing Tate to Donald Trump. Hold on, I've got to sneeze. <laughs> um, I'm not comparing Tate to Donald Trump, but they speak in sound bites. Yeah. Have you noticed every yeah. sentence he he makes as its own standalone it's piece complete. of content. Yeah. 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 And where someone like myself, maybe like a Joe Rogan figure, not yeah. comparing myself to Joe, that's not the point, but, or Jordan Peterson would be a good yeah. example. You can't soundbite Jordan Peterson. Yeah. You have to have five minutes of him speaking yeah. to have the nuances of what he's saying. Yeah. Where like Trump and Tate, they speak sentence to sentence. Yeah. And, and hey, it's beautiful communication. Yeah. Uh, think of the power of each sentence you make 
Yeah. Being able to stand on its own two feet. No wasted words. Yeah. And so then that plays really nicely into this, hey, here's all the video content I've ever produced. Go through, chop out 15 second videos, publish them, and then I will pay you per view. So he, like, that's the way that this whole system works with them. From, from the research that I've done and what I've, wow. I've tried to figure out, like, how can you garner so much attention from zero in such a short space of time? It doesn't make sense. And that's essentially what he's done. So now he's just everywhere. Yeah. And there's all crazy. these like Church of Tate, Tate yeah. clips. So Tate these does. are run by other people. Individuals, yeah. And wow. then based on views they get, he pays them. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Removes all the like the need to um, like build out the content. He doesn't need to have an internal team producing it. If a video doesn't hit on this page, that's fine because six other pages have posted it. Like it just creates that. And then obviously he's got the shock value of the things that he yeah. says and he's yeah. got that which plays into it too. But that's, a, that's garnering an enormous amount of attention over a very short space of time. Three months ago, I don't know who he was. Yeah, same. Yeah. That is, that is crazy, yeah. yeah. It's interesting watching the social media space develop. Mm -hmm. We've got, yeah, it's, it's getting very competitive for attention. Yeah. I think almost if you're a new person, you should actually focus on a new platform. Yeah, I think that there is an enormous hole in LinkedIn. I yeah. think that the opportunity on LinkedIn is so silly, it's not even funny. Um, I think that the main reason for it is because they haven't fully figured out how to monetize yeah. their content yet. And so if you like, there are little things and, and I'm actively posting there and stuff like that at the moment. I'm on a little run with it. But all you got to do is essentially have a bold top sentence, tell some sort of emotional boat based story or lesson or whatever it is, put a photo up and then just go through and reply to every comment that goes through and you'll just reach 10,000 people. Like wow. it's not hard. That's huge. Yeah, it's not hard at the moment. Will that change over time? For sure. And that's yeah. where you go like short form videos on Instagram are probably that as well. Is TikTok a huge like opportunity for attention? Absolutely, it's massive. And yeah. so as I push down this personal brand thing, I will do TikTok, I will do short form video content, I will do that kind of stuff. And I've got some things in the works at the moment to produce a whole lot of that content that we can roll out. Mm. Um, do I have as much value to bring to the world as Alex or Mosey? No, but I have some. I disagree. And so it's good. Not yet. He's right? older, remember? Not yet. He's got 10 years on you. Yeah, and, and like I said before, like if, if you go Oh, you mean the quality of your content? Yeah, like yeah, it sorry. will take yeah, time yeah, to yeah, be able to yeah. produce. Like oh. he just has stories and insights and He's things like so that, that are unbelievable, right? But that doesn't mean that I have nothing to say. Yeah, I agree. So, so it's just like, I just need to produce more in that space because like you said, the personal brand, people associate me with Digital Simple very heavily. I've managed to pull myself out of the sales process, out of almost everything. And now I'm more steering the ship than I am like patching holes in it and doing things like that. And that's mm. great. But that doesn't mean that it's time for me to be like, right, I'm a recluse. The business is automated. I don't believe in any of that sort of stuff. It's now foot flat. I actually regret pulling back on my personal grand threat, personal grand, personal brand. Yeah. I do regret that. I think yeah. in hindsight I made the right, I think my thought process was solid and I stand by the thought process yeah. of what I was trying to achieve. Yeah. But what I should have done is strengthened my people yeah. and kept my, yeah. my um, voice very loud, yeah. but offset it by making stronger voices of my team. Essentially, you can't hurt yourself by gaining more attention. Yeah, this I agree. And, and, and sure, like if you go out and do something really stupid and wind up on the front page of stuff or something, short term, that will sting a little bit. Yeah. That's one of those ones where you're like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. But in a year, maybe not, 
a two, maybe not. Attention is genuine attention. I say that because I think attention in general, digital marketers fall back on like impressions and stuff like that a lot. And they're vanity metrics. It don't mean anything to a certain extent. But genuine attention is the asset. It's what we're all chasing here. And then turning that attention into revenue is the golden egg yeah. that we're trying to figure out. So the more attention that you can get, especially if you're doing it in a way where you're increasing like the way that you're perceived, the way that your business is perceived, all of that kind of thing, you cannot possibly go wrong. Yeah, it's, agreed. Yeah. Okay, this has been absolutely fantastic. I have three closing questions. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've, it's quite funny because I've got to go uh, to go have lunch with Andrew Nickel, who's another person who's mastered attention. That podcast, I was going to bring them up before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I've got three questions. Mm-hmm. First question is, how do people find you personally? If someone wants to follow you, where's the best place to follow you? Yeah, uh, LinkedIn. Yep. The and how do they find you, LinkedIn? Uh, just search James Wallace. Cool. And I'll pop up. Yeah. Just because I'm I'm a terrible speller, can you just spell Wallace? W A L L A C E. Fantastic. And second question is, how do people find you professionally? Probably your company. Yeah. Digital Simple. Um, if you Google us, you'll find us. New website goes live this week. Cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, contact details are there. Um, we have hit a point where my contact details are actually not on the site anymore yeah. um, just because I now am a disservice to sales because I'm so busy. Yeah. But if you want to work with us, you'll be able to book a meeting with one of my consultants directly through the site. Um, if you really want to find me, you'll be able to find... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what would be your closing word of advice or sentence or paragraph to the listener of this podcast yeah uh build a sales system it hurts a little bit at the start so be committed to it but build one it will solve a lot of problems in the future um, and make a really big difference to just your life in general Um, the fact that i know that no matter what i do enough leads are going to be generated over the next week and i've got the right system with consultants that my business will be bigger friday than it will be monday changes the game that's cool yeah legendary thank you very much james thanks now, for having me as you know guys there is a fee if you took value from this episode please share it with one like-minded friend i think we have nailed this episode and there's a heap of value in here so all of you should be sharing it as well as um if you really took value from it like this episode is going to make you money you monetize it in some way with changing your business or systems or processes please rate the podcast so we can get in front of more people thanks very much you're all legends have a great day